Hello, hello, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to the fifth episode of Innovations for Insights. Today, we have a very special guest, Jack Bly. Jack Bly owns a coaching business called Vigor Gains with his friend called Gabe. They help people live meaningful lives, lose weight, get in shape, and achieve their fitness goals. We talk about his coaching business. We talk about Societal's average, you know, lifestyle, health, and we deep dive into how Jack wants to achieve goals to help people live a healthier lifestyle. And it's a very good conversation. And yeah, let's let's get into it. Just before I have one simple rest. If you enjoy the episode, if you enjoyed any of the episodes, then please drop a follow. It's one button, whether you're, you're you are on Spotify, Apple Music, it's super easy it's yeah one button so i'd really appreciate that and if you enjoy the podcast then drop me a message on twitter let me know what you think and maybe what i could do to improve as well um i'd really appreciate feedback and always love hearing what you guys think so yeah let me know and i mean without further ado let's get straight into it enjoy my friends What's up, man? Thank you for coming on. Hey, how's it going? I really appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, man, I'm super excited um, to have you on. I was really want to learn about um, your kind of your business and just get to know you a lot better because I'm sure a lot of other people will as well, which is, yeah, super yeah. pumped. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's get straight into it. So you have, so I know you have um, a fitness coaching, uh, Vigor Gains, is, is that right? Am I right saying that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so how did you, how did that all start? How, what what brought you to start that? So, uh, how this all started really? Um, this was back in 2018, and I was I was going to college at the time. And what happened basically was I lost sight of my myself and my goals. And I started to get into this this party phase and just kind of lost all my goals. And I just looked forward to the weekend where I could party, where I could drink and kind of escape reality. And I went through this phase for a little while until one night I drank too much. And I ended up in the hospital with alcohol poisoning. And I just I felt disgusted with myself at that point. And I, I really wasn't happy with who I would become. So. I started to, you know, set real goals. I started to say, hey, I need to turn this around. I did not like the person that I've become. So I started to get serious about the the gym at that point. That's where I really started to get serious about my fitness. And I saw, you know, physical transformation and results. And uh, a few months later, I come back to my hometown. and I meet up with uh, Gabe Pugas. Uh, he's my business partner now. And we were having a conversation how um you know we we were a little bit different than kind of like our our friend circle our, our social circle at that time we we're like the two that were always like getting up a little bit earlier we we're always going to the gym and uh a little bit more goal oriented to kind of put it like that and you know we we both came to this conclusion where we kind of we wanted more out of life you know we were tired of just being average going with the flow 
and being the same as everyone else, having, you know, a mediocre life with a mediocre job. And we didn't want that. So we're like, all right, let's figure something out. The very next day we go to um, this college library, this local college library to pretty much figure out some sort of a business plan. We had no clue what we were doing at that point. We're like, all right, let's sit down, let's figure something out. So we come up with the idea uh, to really help people with their fitness, transform their bodies, and it all starts from there. Wow, that's that's incredible, man. So you kind of, you met up with Gabe and you were like, you want to, was it specifically you want to build a business or was it kind of you want to just do something meaningful and turn your life around? It wasn't, it, it was pretty much uh, trying to find something meaningful, something to work towards, something to give us more purpose, really. Right, yeah. And so, so obviously, I'm guessing your main business comes from Twitter. Am I right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's all of our clients come from, yeah. Right. So, was that like the initial plan? You're going to build a Twitter account and, um like then promote your coaching or was that kind of did i just you kind of chose twitter and it's you kind of figured it out along the way or was it was it did you have a set plan for it to be this way yeah so that was a complete pivot so for the first 16 months of our business we took home zero dollars we're funding it all ourselves we're doing so many odd jobs we're moving people's stuff we're throwing out trash uh it was tough, but pretty much when we started, we had a completely different business model. Um, and it was definitely not the right business model for someone who's just starting out as your first business. You don't have a lot of capital. What we, we did is we pretty much, we, we had this idea of teaming up with other fitness coaches that specialize in different areas like strength, fat loss, um, muscle growth, and then building a team and having, uh, <laughs> This pretty much this super team of coaches uh, where anyone can come to and you know get help from their specialized coach. And so pretty much the business model was we would sign clients for them. They would take a big majority of the cut, and then we had to take all the other small cuts that we got and take it to just fuel our marketing and our business. Uh, and we did that for a good year, year and a half until – we're finally like, all right, screw this. We need to change this business model big time. This is not working. And so we're like, all right, we're going to be the coaches ourselves. We're going to grow our personal brand because we know people trust faces more nowadays. People see a logo. They don't know who it is. They don't know who's behind the logo. So we're like, all right, we're switching up. We're going to our personal brand and we're going to Twitter because the organic growth on Twitter is 100 times better than Instagram, which is what we were doing uh, before that. And that's how we got to Twitter. Right, yeah, because I was going to ask, like, what made you choose Twitter? Because there's, in, I mean, you see a lot of fitness coaches on Instagram. And, I mean, Twitter's a different... I can see why you chose it, because it's more, you know, it's more direct talking to people and you can actually teach people in words without pictures. Is that kind of what you were thinking? With that? Yeah, so there's, there's quite a few things I like about Twitter. So number one, I mentioned it, uh, the organic growth. So the, the big thing with that is the retweet function. So anyone can have a, a killer tweet that resonates with a lot of people and have you know one big account retweet it. And then all of a sudden, 
you can gain hundreds, thousands of followers overnight and you have that viral potential. With Instagram, there's no retweet function. It doesn't really work like that. So it's a lot harder to grow organically. Um, the other thing that I like on Twitter is the, the networking ability. Uh, your ability to connect and make friends with other people in your niche or outside of your niche, just people that are doing big things. And I took full, I've been taking full advantage of that. And it's been incredible to meet, you know, the people that I've been able to meet in, uh, in about two weeks now or less than two weeks, I'll be flying out to Las Vegas to meet up with, uh, Tyler Tot, other big guy in the fitness niche. And then Dan Co as well. Um, and I'm super pumped for that. And I got a few other trip plans, trip plans as well. Right. Yeah, I, I did hear you guys um, see Tyler and Dan. And, that, and that's, that's incredible just seeing now the Twitter, you know, kind of money Twitter and all different sides uh, just meeting each other now, like off of Twitter in real life. It must just be, that's just going to be, that's going to be insane, man. That's going to be like, I think it'll be kind of strange though. Like you're going to meet them in person after quite a while of knowing them from twitter you know <laughs> yeah yeah it should be fun and yeah i'm trying to do trying to do a lot more trips trying to meet a lot of people in person because i think that's i mean that's where like the huge roi is at. it's building real relationships um, with people in person and uh i want to surround myself with with winners and that that's what you know this side of twitter is filled with, which is amazing oh yeah like it's just it, it completely changes your life in a way like i think if you're reading if you read the right content you kind of you know you just your brain is automatically in a better state if you absorb the information you act on it and that's what i loved about you know meeting people talking to people and just getting to know people who really like want to be will live a meaningful life like i mean like you did when you jumped on twitter you wanted to turn your life around and build a coaching business and that's just yeah that's why that's why twitter is so amazing i think yeah yeah i agree it's it's incredible for that um and yeah i didn't have uh any social media besides twitter for at least over a year just because I, I i haven't found a circle or a side of social media that's that's quite like the side of twitter that we found yeah it's I mean, yeah, because then if you go on other social medias, you never, it's just never quite the same. It's never kind of the, the same content as, you know, then you fall into the trap of politics and it's just not worth consuming things like that. Like now, now once you've gone on this side of Twitter, you've really met people who are trying to better other people's lives as well. It gets to the point where you're like, I just, there's no point in me consuming this useless information that I was before, you know, it's, it's insane. But yeah, I wanted to like, kind of pivot a bit like so you're obviously a big advocate for a healthy lifestyle and you know promote promoting kind of against society's norms which yeah I was going to ask like what obviously we on Twitter it's a common theme like we say you know society the average lifestyle is not it's not a great way to live and is that where, where did you get that re realization where you're like i this the you know the normal lifestyle that people are living is not like what I want to be, you know. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, the first moment where I kind of sort of have some sort of realization like that is just looking at 
uh, my dad. And, you know, not to say he's living a terrible life, but he's, you know, he's working a job right now where he doesn't necessarily like it. He's a long commute. You know, I see him come home late from work uh, growing up. And he's just kind of, you know, complaining a little bit, complaining about his boss, other coworkers. And, you know, he lacked kind of the freedom. You know, when we wanted to go on vacation, he had to always check with his boss. Um, and I saw that and I'm just, I don't want to live like that. You know, I don't want to have a boss tell me what to do 24-7. I don't want to have to drive an hour into work, an hour back. Um, I just don't want that, that type of life. So that's what really kind of started to get that idea in my head. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, that's, I think that's how most people, or like many, many people, you know, going to become entrepreneurs, they've realized that, like, although there's nine to fives in many cases can be great for people, um, and it works for some people, it's not a lifestyle that they want to, what they want to live. Because, I mean, quite a lot of the time, it's, you know, they're maybe rebellious, so they don't want to be, have a, like, a boss, which I know that's why I feel like I'm not too keen on, you know, having a boss telling me, you know, when I when and when you can't have a vacation, which yeah, that's not that's not the lifestyle, like the freedom of life. But yeah, that's why this title of Twitter is just so amazing because you really discover like there's another way to live life. You don't need to follow, you know, the normal path that we're all kind of told to live. You know, that's just yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. But yeah, I know you um from like past discussion so you dropped out of college am i right did you is out to, to build this yeah. um to build your business when did you is it when your business was profitable or were you did you realize um like i just don't want to do college like i just want to go all in on business grow this business and see where it takes me yeah so i wanted to kind of my story is uh i go to college I wasn't really super motivated or like into it, but I just knew it's kind of like what people did at my age. I graduated high school. I'm like, all right, this is the next step. I guess I'm, I'm just going with the flow. And I get there, I go through that party phase. Um, and then we start the business while I'm still in college. And once I really, I make like that first dollar online, I, I realize what's possible. And from that moment, the, the seeds are planted in my head. I'm like, all right, I need to find a way to get out of here. I, I hate going to classes. I hate these professors teaching me about, I don't know, these stupid things that I don't care about. That's not going to make me money. That's not going to help me in life. And I need to get out of here. So I, I wanted to, like ever since my sophomore year or so, didn't make the jump until uh, the, the end of my junior year. And I, I, when I dropped out, uh, the business was profitable. I could live off my business at that point. Like I was uh, financially stable or I could, I don't need a job or anything like that. So I did drop out when my, I had my finances in place, uh, but I only had seven classes left. <laughs> and I, a lot of people told me it was a wrong move, but I did not regret it one bit. I've, I've been so happy ever since making that decision yeah that's that's great man that's that's great you kind of i mean I, yeah you definitely don't regret it one bit i'm aware it's gone but why do you think do you think that did you when you went to college did you find that so many people were there 
and didn't know what they wanted to do? Or was that like, was that a recurring theme you saw? Or they were just maybe scared, like they didn't like college, but they were just going with it because they had nothing, they didn't know anything better to do. Is that what you found? I've had, uh, just having conversations with a lot of people. You know, a lot of people have similar sentiment. Uh, some people just feel more strongly about it. So almost everyone knows that like the the first two years of college where you're kind of taking your your like BS classes, a class you already took like English, um, science, like class you already took in high school, all those classes, you got to like retake them in college. Like everyone knows like it's kind of bullshit, you know. Um, I don't know if I can curse on here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <no> good one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone has some similar se- sentiment that there there needs to be change with the education system. Mm. Um, and then a lot of people also they don't really know what they're doing. They don't know what they want to do in the future. And again, they're just kind of they're there because their parents told them to be there. Their teachers told them to be there. They don't really know what they want. Some people definitely do. Some people have a legit plan in place where college is part of that. And that's cool as well. But that that's a sentiment that I got. Yeah. And that's just, I, I think some people, I don't know, but that's why I wanted to ask you to find out. Like, I think a lot of people go to college just because they're going to college, but they don't, they're not really, if you know what I mean, like they're not really sure exactly what they want to do. They're just kind of going with, you know, kind of living on autopilot. They're just like, you know, what, I'm just going to do it. I don't know what, what else to do. So go to college, get, get in debt. And then that's kind of where, you know, you fall into the trap of um, student loan debt and just it's, yeah, it can't be good at all. But yeah, um, that's that's great that you found something and you just like, you went all in and then dropped out of college, which was definitely worth it. Was that like, did, was there student loans? Was that kind of something that you you funded with your business or was it not that bad when you, um, when you kind of dropped out? Yeah, so for me, I had a little bit of a unique situation because technically I had a full scholarship. So I didn't have to, I'm not in any debt. I didn't have any student loans. Um, I'm super grateful for that. Um, <laughs> that's all like, yeah, that's that's, that was my situation. Oh, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's even better for your situation, yeah. Because then you could, you know, you didn't have something holding you down. You could just fund, put it into your business, invest, grow it. And now that's, yeah, that's probably how where you are. So, I'm interested because obviously I've seen your threads about, you know, your body transformation how, and like going to the gym and what, so what made you start going to the gym? Like, was it a book? Was it, I've asked this quite a few times to people, but was it a book? Was it something you caught up and you went like into the self-improvement kind of area? Was there some, there's something that clicks, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I really just started because uh, in high school I played football, and so they have this this off season weight training program. So that's the first time I got introduced to it. And I walk in the gym. I remember I'm like I'm like probably the smallest kid there doing like the the smallest weight. I feel so weak. I, I have no confidence in what I'm doing. Uh, it sucked, but it was it was humbling, and it taught me taught me a lot. You know, just by you had to work your butt off to get stronger to get better at something but it was also the first time where you know you see it it was very easy to see progress you know you put in work and then you see your your progress getting stronger which is one of one of the first moments in my life where i really experienced that um which is incredible amazing 
that that's what's incredible at the gym because you kind of you go and you can really see progress even if it's like a week you can see like small glimpses of progress and then that compounds to like a year or a few years and it's just it's insane like how how much you know much uh, heavier you can lift and just how much better you feel as what i found personally and like that's what i mean everyone feels when you go to the gym and is that's that's what's incredible about it and that's why it becomes so addicting because it's just you've gone down this path of yes i want to be able to lift more and you know i want to keep on progressing and you can actually see progress which it's it's incredible i think with that would you agree oh yeah big time um honestly i'd say i do it like the reason why i work out more today is for the the mental benefits now Mm -hmm. yeah i used to focus on building up big strength um getting six packs biceps all that good stuff um and then i i got that and i kind of got a little bit complacent for a period because i lost my why you know and then i i came back to realizing my motivations have changed a little bit and now it's more focused on the energy the mental clarity having clear thoughts no brain fog and yeah the gym is by far my favorite stress reliever it's honestly it's my therapy (laughs) it's incredible Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah that's it it goes hand in hand mental and physical just exercise in general as well um it just it's a mental reliever it's it's just you're automatically you just feel better after no matter what and i think many people miss that and i think that's what um you mentioned a lot as well like I see all the time and like 99% of your problems will be solved if you enter the gym, for example, which is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of true. It, it is true. Like most people's problems are because they're, they're stressed, they're anxious, but it's because then, you know, they're sitting inside all day and staring at screens and, you know, like you've got to, we're not made for that. You've got to go out and actually put your body to the test. And that's, that's why like, um, you know, people just feel automatically better when they go to the gym and it just, it, it brings together your life as well. It aligns your life and it improves it. As mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, definitely that's what I felt, and I feel like that's what everyone's felt. It's, just, it's amazing once you stay consistent, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean, contrary to that, there's obviously like a major, major, which you talk about um, quite often, obesity or overweight problem, right? And people are you know, incredibly unfit, they don't exercise, they just, they eat terrible foods, which I think mean, that's, that's kind of what's promoted by society nowadays, it's, it's been normalised, and so why, why do you think so many people are just so unhealthy, you know, like, why do you, is there, like, do you think it's influence from, I don't know, like, just everywhere, or everyone else around them, and what's promoted to us, you know, like, fast food is pretty big now, and that's, that's what you see everywhere like almost everywhere you're going to see a fast food restaurant which makes it hard maybe for people not to avoid it you know Mm -hmm. yeah so i if i had to sum it up in one word that kind of brings together everything it would be environment so you go to a grocery store and most foods there are unhealthy Um, most foods are ultra processed high in calories high in fat high in sugar high in vegetable oils all that stuff. So if they buy stuff from the grocery store, a lot of people don't even know. Like they don't know how to distinguish what's good to eat, what, what can be healthy and help you uh, have a fit body um, and don't and what's going to be the opposite. And then other aspects of that, you know, 
you grow up with in a household where your parents obviously they're going to make the food for you at first so whatever you're groomed into which most people you know 73 74% of the pop, of the adult population in the United States is overweight or obese so those are our leaders those are our parents who are grooming the children with probably unhealthy habits from the get go so it's very hard for them to even have a good chance or a good opportunity and then fast food is everywhere of course um, advertisements everything is promoting an unhealthy lifestyle that we see so the whole environment the whole ecosystem is pushing everyone towards this one outcome so it's very hard to to swim against uh, the current so that's really what i see going on mm. no yeah exactly the environment it just it's, it's it's almost everywhere and you have to like intentionally avoid it you have to like go out of your way to avoid it and i mean for many people that's going to be hard because you know that's just that's what they see and they don't realize they don't realize it as well it's kind of just brought up like you said 70% of um people in the US are overweight or like 70% of the population is overweight or obese right so that's just that's 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 normal that, that's made it normalized so if you're seeing that you know you especially as a kid and you have uh parents who don't you know eat well and they're also not the um feeding their kids well it's 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 just gonna you're gonna grow up and it's just gonna become normalized to you and that's that's why and it's just you know yeah i mean the environment is that that's something definitely needs to change there because it's just gonna get worse and worse right yeah yeah so at some point in line you know someone in your family has to break that that generational curse whatever you want to call it someone has to step up they got to take ownership they have to learn what is healthy what are good habits and they have to break the curse and then from there your future generations will thank you but i mean it's all you know leadership in the household that's where everything always starts is who are your, your top influences in your life who are you know leading you going you up and teaching you things because um, once you you grow up in certain habits certain ideas um it's very hard to break that right yeah you gotta you gotta go go against the crowd which is tough because people are gonna look you know people are gonna say things and you just gotta gotta ignore it and just do you and i mean, and I mean it would be a lot it'd be a lot easier if a healthy lifestyle was just promoted but like that's that's very rare you know in many cases um if you if you literally look at it from an outside perspective all you see is just fast food and just although it doesn't say like deliberately be unhealthy but you, like you said like advertising is covered with unhealthy habits and that's why we, yeah that's that was a good answer the environment the environment is what's put people into this lifestyle and I think I always think another reason as well is I guess people's job like because they don't like people don't exercise all the time because their jobs they make you know they make the excuse I don't have time I have a job I'm nine to five and let's let's put this into like example so say I'm say I'm a client and I've I work at nine to five like I have to commute two hours a day and you know I can I and I have a family as well um and I have no time to like, or I say, make the excuse, I have no time to exercise or work out. What's the first thing you would say to them? Especially as if they were like, you know, out of shape, they wanted to get into shape. And you, I'm sure you might, you may have had this before, but yeah, but I'll leave it out for you. 
Mm -hmm. So someone who kind of has an office job, very busy, um, they're working a lot of hours, they have a family at home, it's a tough situation. But at the end of the day, where you invest your time and your money into, that's what reveals your priorities. So if you can't prioritize three 30-minute workouts a week, it's not a priority for you, obviously. And all you have to do for this is look out, look at your schedule, lay it out Sunday, the, the day before the week, and block out of your schedule times and days of the week where you can fit that workout in. All right, block it out like it's a meeting for work. You know, you have a meeting at 11:30 to 12. Do the same thing with your workouts. So there's no guesswork. There's no, oh, maybe I can fit it in today. You know exactly what day, what time you're going to go to the gym and get your workout in. Uh, but that's really all there is to it. You can't, <laughs> you can make all the excuses that you want, but at the end of the day, uh, the only thing that's going to change it is taking action and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And making a routine as well. You put together a routine, no matter how short it is, you can start building it up over time. But that's the thing, like, it's easy to make excuses um, when you, especially when you've been working all day. And do you think that's one of the reasons? Like, it's, I mean, it probably is. Like working, it's just it. I mean, for many people, it, it burns them out. Um, especially if you're working an office job at you know six to eight hours a day, and then you kind of you get home, you're like, I just want to lay lay on the couch and watch TV, you know. And that's what I mean. That is a huge amount of people that. Go just go, you know, live on autopilot. They wake up, they drive to work, they stay there for six to eight hours, drive back, go home, eat, and then sit and watch TV. Like that's yeah, that's pretty bad. So in that situation, where would you like say to work out in the morning or in the evening? Is well, does that really depend on the person? Um, it definitely depends on the person. All it comes down to is what's going to be more sustainable and more consistent for you. So where can you actually go and get in the work? Uh, so for a lot of people, it's going to be the morning. First thing in the morning, um, you can always wake up a little bit earlier, you know, no matter what your schedule is. So that's an easy part for, for most people. And you tend to have, you know, more willpower at the beginning of the day. Also, it builds a good habit, getting starting out your day with a win. So I would recommend the morning. Uh, for those reasons, but the real answer is whatever time that you can be most consistent with and actually do it. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just it's down to the person to make the decision. And I think waking up early is probably the best answer as well because if you if you can fit in you know an extra hour into your day, which everyone can, everyone can wake up an hour earlier and just fit in a thirty to forty five minute workout. That's gonna be. That's going to start your day in a good in a good direction. And even if you do um, go to an office job for six to eight hours, you know it's still going to put you in a better mood than without it. And you just yeah, that's yeah. I like when, that. so, yeah one yeah. thing I'd like to bring up real quick is uh, you know when you when you don't work out and you don't exercise, um, you will have lower energy, and you're like, oh, I'm too tired to work out. The reality is if you work out, if you exercise, you'll have more energy. It really gives you more energy throughout your day, which is crazy how that works. <laughs> but if you just start doing it, start going through the process, it'll give you more energy rather than take your energy. Yeah, it's, it's 
it's kind of funny how it works. Like if you if you st- even if you did it like uh, at first, like the first few workouts, you can be like, oh, I really don't want to do this. But then when you stay consistent for like a month, and then and then it just you start to think, you know what, I can fit in the workout. I know how how great I feel and how better the rest of my day is after I do this workout. You know, um, it's it's yeah, it's pretty insane. Like. So when when people make the excuse I'm too tired to work out, it's it's not the best excuse. It's pretty bad. Like it's a pretty bad excuse, and people don't realize that. But yeah, um, yeah. And another, I I did see a post from you the other day about Calvin Klein. So they were they promote they had um like covering like someone who was overweight, and they were pretty much promoting obesity, which I was I was shocked. I was shocked. I was like, how does that happen? But why why do you think they're doing that? Like I saw that on your on your um Twitter and I was yeah, I I, I can't I still can't understand it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do under I think I understand the real reason behind why they do it. And it comes back to money. Um so there's a few things that go into it from a business perspective. They know that the majority of the population is overweight. So that's their target market right there. The other thing is when they put out a billboard or a message like that, um, it grabs more attention. It's controversial. It's polarizing. More attention, that's more publicity, that's more money for them. So I understand the business perspective of it. Um, but it does suck to see you know, these advertisements because you know, we need better role models in this society. We need people, leaders that people can look up to and, and aspire to. Personally, I think I'm I'm definitely more motivated when I see someone who's in incredible shape. They're doing they're doing successful things in business and life. That motivates me. I, I aspire to be more like that. Um, and I, I don't want to normalize you know obesity, unhealthy habits. I don't want that to be normal because it shouldn't be normal. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're looking at say the Calvin Klein advertising, it's on overweight. Like what kind of standard is that setting for you? You know, like. In most cases, if someone, if you're seeing someone who's, you know, in shape, jacked, and you know, it's like that can, that can for many people that motivate them. For many people, it won't. It might cause, you know, jealousy or something. But or why can I be that? But you know, like in, I don't, I, yeah, in in a business perspective, like you said, I think you put it really well. Like it makes sense about the polarizing and the kind of, and also the target market, which is pretty insane when you think about that. Like now. Um, yeah, I just uh, what 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 do you think can be done to fix this? Because it's almost it's it's a hard it's hard, it's a difficult subject to talk about, and let alone fix. Like I don't know how. Like in in perspective, it's easy, but I mean, with the you know the direction that you know our generation is going, is it's quite hard to overturn. Well, if you were if you're in charge, what would you what would you say? Like, what would you what would be your first? Um, action to change this direction that we're going hmm. that's a good <laughs> question so are you talking about solving the obesity problem or the normalization problem what are you what are you talking about exactly yeah so the obesity problem like the what what would you put in place to kind of get people living a health and just living a healthier lifestyle in general you know mm-hmm. so i think one of the the first things that I, that comes to mind is there needs to be better education. Um, a lot of people literally don't know how to live a healthy lifestyle. 
and um, you know they have they have no chance. They don't know what is healthy. They don't know what to do. So starting that, you know, you could do that in high schools. You could make mandatory classes, health classes that hopefully they're putting out better information. A lot of the uh, general recommendations I don't agree with, uh, which sucks these days. Um, but that if there's real information, that that's the first step is getting people to actually understand and have the knowledge to make positive changes in the first place. Um, the other things that you can do, obviously, is you can place taxes on more ultra-processed foods, foods with vegetable oils. You can do things like that. I don't know how much of a dent that would make because people are still going to make their choices at the end of the day. But I, I think it does start with, with education. Yeah, that's a huge one. And going back to the um, the tax on the unhealthy food, like it's unhealthy food is another reason why people eat so bad is because unhealthy food is the cheapest food, you know, like the most, it's the, like actually eating healthy and eating organic food is, it's more expensive. And if people, if it's more expensive then for many people that it's a no brainer for them just to go and eat unhealthy food because they didn't, I mean, a lot of, what society is driven by you know saving money and if if the pricing on you know processed food is significantly less then people are gonna go with it like 99 percent of the time unfortunately and would you say like like i mean that's hard to change as well but you know like the pricing of foods is i think it's pretty bad but like what would you do there like just you know, it's, it's a hard question. Yeah, but it's a hard, yeah. it's a hard subject to um, solve. That's for sure. I'm definitely, I'm not an expert on how the taxing of it would work or subsidies or any of that stuff. So it's hard to have tangible, actual solutions I could put out there. Uh, but as far as the the price point of those things, um, it, it sucks to to see people use that use that as. I mean, it's really just an excuse. You know, it's. It's uh, it's validating their choices. Really, is what it's doing. You know, they're they're gonna make the choice regardless. I think, um, but they have to validate it with some somewhat logical reasons. Um, the reality of it is, you can eat healthy for a very affordable price, um, very similar to your lifestyle um, right now. If it's unhealthy, very similar, if not the same, if not cheaper. That's that's the fact of the matter. And you have to look at the food that you're eating as an investment in your health because there's so many benefits to being healthy and fit, more energy, better mood, um, more productivity so you can potentially make more money. And think about also the alternative. What's going to happen if you end up obese with diabetes, with other diseases? You have an early death, you have medical bills, you have all these problems that you run into. A lot of negative uh, ROI there. So I think that the perspective just needs to change. And um, eating healthy is really not that expensive. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is true. It's, it's not expensive, but you have to kind of go out of your way to look for it, you know, because like you said, like what's pushed in your face is cheap, unhealthy foods. And most people aren't willing to actually put in the work to find um you know healthy food to eat and yeah that was that was great man i hope that thank you for that um i just want to ask you about your business or where do you 
it's a, it's a difficult question because this isn't so long, but where do you want to be in five years with your business and maybe just <laughs> your social media, you know, your how you've helped people? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. So uh, five years, let's see. <laughs> so that's definitely a long timeline. So my, my vision really is I want to I wanna build a, a massive personal brand and more than that, a, a movement. You know, I want to change the culture. I, in my bio, I say reprogramming social norms for a fit, happy, confident society. And I really mean that. I want that to be the new normal. I want that to be normalized. Um, so I really want to change the culture, create a movement where there's no longer success shaming and victim praising, if you know what I'm talking about there. We see so many people on social media crying and complaining about how hard their life is. And they almost have a competition with each other over how hard it is. And you'll see people validate them for this. And then you, when you see someone win, have success, there's always people talking behind their back or hating on them. There's a surplus of haters on that. I want to reverse that. I want people to be inspired by success, to want to achieve more themselves. And I really want to create that culture of normalizing excellence. Amazing. I don't know. Bro. Amazing. <laughs> I, love it. I love it, man. And, you know, you've already done it. I've, you've already done it to people's lives. So you've already succeeded in some ways but yeah you want you want to just keep on pushing that out pushing that healthier lifestyle and i love it that's we need more you know leaders in that um in that area like you so yeah thank you for that man and i really appreciate you coming on today yeah yeah this was fun thanks for having me man of course yeah um just before you go uh can, do you want to plug anything any of you know your coaching business and your twitter just shameless yeah go for it yeah a little bit shameless so Main place I'm on right now is Twitter at the Jack Bly. Uh, so my last name is spelled B L Y, the Jack Bly. Um, I'm also I'm getting on Instagram as well, so you could follow me there. Same uh, username. Uh, but if you're someone who's really looking to take back control of your health, your body, be confident in who you are as a person, uh, feel free to uh, contact me on social media and just message me on body. And uh, we'll get in touch, and we'll see if uh, I can help you out to get there. Um, and last piece of advice for anyone listening, if you're in a tough spot right now, you're overweight, you're unhappy, you're depressed, whatever it is, you can climb out of it. All right, you're still breathing right now. You still have a chance at greatness, and you should take that shot every single time. You can do this. Wow, amazing, incredible, man. Thank you so much. And, yeah, guys, I was Jack Bly. Check him out. He's got incredible Twitter, incredible account. He preaches good things. So, you know, game on your timeline and start supporting him. Anyway, Jack, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Awesome. Appreciate it. There it is.